Summer Night by Lee Morgan. It was the night that all was silent. In homes across the country, people cowered beneath their Christmas trees. Only real ones would do. The pine scent masking their fear. The trees groaned with brightly coloured baubles. The more the better to try and confuse Santa's senses. It used to be said that he knew if you were naughty or nice. That he'd come for you if you'd been bad. But the truth was much simpler. Any noise, any movement, anything that gave away your hiding place. And that would be that. In one living room, made double height by the collapsed floor above. There were, unusually, two such trees. And the larger, a family huddled. The youngest a mere four years old, and small for that age, so that she might probably still be safe, though only just. And even if she were, sooner or later she learned the dangers of this night. Well, the sooner the better. Her sister, eighteen months older, took her hand and held her close. The night was cold, and the small fire eating away at the dampened yule log offered little in the way of either heat or light. Under the other tree, the eldest child, Tommy, lay listening to the wind howl, his grandpa beside him. He begged, cajoled, and nearly threatened to be allowed this privilege. Earlier, Gramps had run the traditional uh, telling of the tale, and had been in disgrace ever since. But as the long night had dragged on and danger lurked ever closer, mother and father had finally relented. But besides, Tommy was getting bigger every year and there really wasn't all that space under either tree. Gramps, said Tommy after a long while. Gramps started and fearfully checked his watch. It was still early. Santa wasn't due for another hour. He let out his breath in a plume of vapour. Yes, Tommy, he said as quietly as he thought Tommy would be able to hear which, as they were lying quite close together under the prickly cover of branches and needles, was pretty quiet. That story you told, is it true? Grab sighed. He'd already gotten into a heap of trouble on that account, and yet he was the oldest person in the village. A forty-three, perhaps the oldest for miles around. It was hard to tell. Travelling wasn't as easy as it once had been. And when his time came, which could be tonight or any other Christmas Eve, who then would know the truth? About the presents? Yes, Tommy, it's true. Tommy took a moment to digest the full horror of this. Parents had passed it off as a sick joke, but he'd known it wasn't the sort of thing the Gramps did, which is why he'd been so eager to leave the family tree for the first time and join Gramps under his. What sort of presents? he asked. And Gramps blinked. Truth be told, he could hardly remember. He'd been younger than Tommy was now that first year when it had all changed. Oh, he muttered. Wonderful things, magical things. Games that made moving pictures and sound make up believable worlds of bright colours. Toy cars, Tommy knew cars. Couldn't understand why he wanted to make a toy out of them. They were dull, uninteresting things. Good for hiding in or sheltering from the rain at best. Why, Tommy gulped, why did he, it, change? Well, Gramps thought for a moment. This was the crux of it, and he wished he understood it better. But he'd been so young on that first night, and very few kids his age or older had survived. Those who had had survived by luck rather than design, and they'd hidden beneath the Christmas tree amongst the presents that would never be opened. There was a war, he began tentatively, 
At this he was quite sure. He remembered one of the toys he'd gotten the year before, a tank, and how his mother had not approved of the way he'd lined it up against his other toys, the foam shells knocking them over one by one to the sound of electronic explosions as his dad had looked on beaming. There was a war, he said more strongly. A war in distant lands. A war won by drones. There were no prisoners, no wounded, and no civilian casualties. I mean, nobody who wasn't a terrorist. Wasn't a baddie. The drones went from house to house looking for hidden weapons, seeking out the enemy and meekly killing them. And that was that. The war that had lasted forever, it came to an end in a single fortnight. It was amazing how it all came back. Almost forty years and he'd hardly thought of it at all. He'd been too busy surviving. They all had. After the adults had gone. But he was getting ahead of himself. It was the first Christmas after. The celebrations were barely over and everyone was happy, everyone was joyous. You know that word. I hadn't used it in a long while. Joyous. We all went to bed that Christmas Eve certain there were only good things in our future. Under the Christmas tree, asked Tommy. What? Grouch said in a moment of confusion. No, this was before all of that. We slept in our normal beds, but with <coughs> stockings hung on the bedposts and a plate of mince pies and carrots we cut out for Santa. Well, Tommy looked at him, disbelieving. Carrots? For Santa? Grouch laughed, a muffled exhalation that shook the broken red bauble nearest his head. No, no, not for Santa. For the reindeers. Donna and Blitzen and, of course, good old Rudolph. Well, Tommy bit his lip. So many things he didn't understand. It was like a nonsense poem, like the battered copy of Alice in Wonderland that Gramps had used to read them until one of the wild dogs had ripped it apart. Was this all made up as well, he wondered. Gramps shook his head slowly. But the reindeer didn't come that year. Or ever again. Nor Santa, either. Not the Santa I remember, not the real one. Not like these killing ones. He patted Tommy's head lightly and felt silent. Tommy waited for a moment. And then another. What happened? He nervously asked. Grouch took a deep breath. I awoke to the sounds of screams. Of guns. I didn't know where I was. For a moment. And then the bedroom door opened. It was flung open. A dark figure stood in the doorway. Hide, the father said. Quick, they're coming, hide, for God's sake, hide. It was the last I ever saw of him, alive. I hid under the bed with my brother. I heard more shouts, my mum screaming at my dad for the combination to the gun safe, and my, ba- my dad telling her not to be stupid, the guns would not help, they wouldn't work against them. My dad was in the army before the drones, so I guess he knew. The front door slammed open, or perhaps shut, and there were a couple of loud bangs, and then... And then there was silence. We could still hear shots and screams, but they were distant and growing more so. I was trembling and desperately needed the bathroom, so I edged out from under my bed while my brother hissed at me to stay put. I crept downstairs. The front room flickered with coloured lights from the tree, and as I looked about me, wondering where my parents were, something red flitted past the window. A strange humming noise that suddenly stopped. Gramps ran his warm hands over his face. I dived under the Christmas tree just as the door was blown off its hinges, just as my brother was creeping down the stairs to see where I'd got to. I... I like to think it was quick for him, and that 
from what everyone who survived said, he wouldn't have been safe anyway. But sometimes I think I should have stayed under that bed and shared my brother's fate, whatever it was to be. There was a tremor in Grab's voice, and something hot and wet splashed onto Tommy's hand. You see, in those days there were so many targets, and they didn't check as closely as they do now. I even pushed aside a branch and saw the damn thing hovering over a lifeless body. You, you don't see them do that anymore. You see, it, it sees you end off. But somehow, I survived. It was a drone, of course, dressed in a red cloak. Sick idea of Santa. Tommy gasped. But I thought you'd said they'd won the war. We did, Grant said grimly. All the drones were ours. They were brought home and put into storage. We don't know for sure what happened next, but smarter boys than I have guessed, and it makes a strange kind of sense. Gramps levered himself up slightly so he could look Tommy straight in the face. Some idiot down at the depot gets bored of standing guard over a warehouse of tin soldiers. Maybe he's had a Christmas drink or two, and suddenly he decides to reprogram them. Turn, decides to turn them into the military's very own Santas, delivering presents to the whole country. Only he didn't do a very good job of it. We guess he managed to remove most of the safeguards and retargeted the drones on civilians. The children, the adults, everyone in fact, except the very young. Oh, thank God he left that woman. The least capable of hiding, hiding of staying quiet. They're the only ones who turned out to be safe. They probably tried to disable the weapon system as well, but did, what, did they rearm themselves, or did he just mess up? I really hope he was their first victim. When they awoke, as, as programmed as that first Christmas Eve, Gramps said bitterly, shaking his head. When I think of my parents, my brother, and all the others, I hope he was the first. He was silent a moment, and then wearily he finished his story. We survivors didn't know that Santa would be back. That it would be an annual event. We lost a lot of people that second year. All those who laughed at the childish fears of the more timid kids and were simply too busy looking after all the little babies to count the days. We lost more the year we thought we were grown up enough to attack the depot. I was there, on the fringes. We thought since it wasn't Christmas they'd be defenceless. We were wrong. We did manage to kill a few of them though. And more have fallen by the wayside since. There's no one to repair them after all. Perhaps one day they'll all be dead. Perhaps even in your lifetime. Until then, thank God they weren't programmed to cope with Christmas trees. Gramps, whispered Tommy, what was Santa like before? Before? Oh, he was a, a big, jolly man, dressed in red, just like the drones. But with a flowing white beard and a hearty laugh, he had a sack full of presents slung over his shoulder, and everywhere he went he used to call out, Peace and goodwill to all men, he used to say. Peace! But Gramps fell abruptly silent and held his roughened fingers against Tommy's lips. In the distance, the first of the shots rang out into the cold night air. Santa 